Before that, I did kind of settle for the status quo. I did kind of just do enough to get by. And when that happened, it just made me motivated to be better. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending it with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Justin Hansen, welcome to the Outperform Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, Thanks a lot for being here. And the first question that I always like to ask guests is, how would you define outperforming and what does it mean to you to outperform the norm? Outperforming to me uh, is basically just going the extra mile, um, trying to go above and beyond, excel, um, and, uh, and just don't, don't just settle for the status quo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So before I have you expand on some of that and exactly how that's played out in your life, why don't you just tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do? Okay, well, currently I, I uh, work for a plastic thermal forming company, um, the company's PN Products, and I'm the general manager. So uh, well, we're a small company, so I wear a lot of hats. Um, I do uh, a lot of daily activities and kind of take a little bit more on um, from time to time. Um, most recently, uh, I've expanded into a, a sales role where, uh, and, and quite honestly, that's uh, out of my comfort zone. I'm trying to kind of gauge that right now and on how to proceed with that. But uh, it's going well and, and um, it's exciting trying to, uh, trying to figure out the ropes when it comes to, uh, to the sales aspect. But um, I, I, I found my way to um, PN products um, through basically schooling. Uh, I, I started my a career at the Ford Motor Company um, mm-hmm. in my early 20s. And so I kind of um, landed into that and, and anticipated that I was going to be there for 30 plus years. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the, the plant shut down in St. Paul there. And, um, and they gave us an opportunity to, uh, to go back to school and try to retrain ourselves. And, and I took the opportunity. Um, and, and that's kind of where my outperforming, I feel, began. Um, because I, I took the, the, the difficulty of, of losing a, pretty much what, what it was a uh, an ideal career, a really good spot, good insurance, good pay, um, what I thought was um, something that I was going to be able to, to do for uh, my, you know, the rest of my life and then retire from that. But uh, after 12 years, I got the opportunity to go back to school 
And then, um, and I took that. So uh, that I, I, I kind of promised myself and my family that I was, I was not going to let it get me down and, and I was going to try to put myself in a better spot after it was all done. Interesting. So that was going to be my next question is to kind of expand upon your outperforming story. And <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if it's, if it is just going back to the Ford Motor Plant and what happened there, but can you take me back to, so how long ago was that, that you, you lost your position there and it was shut down? It was uh, 2011 was when it finally shut down. And yep. was, that, was that just completely out of left field that it just shut down? I mean, were you blindsided by it or did you kind of see it well, coming they- and then it happened? Kind of, kind of goes both ways because uh, initially when they, they, I mean, there was always rumors floating around, but the rumors kind of took two, three years to come to fruition. Um, but, but eventually we were told, and I mean, several years before that, and and they uh, they offered us an opportunity to take a buyout and then and then either walk away or go back as basically start start from scratch until they decided to officially close it. So. Um, we were told in like 07, 08, and then, you know, I kind of started taking some classes there. Um, but then, you know, finally in 2011, we were, I mean, we were given some um, vision as far as when we could expect for it to close. So, Okay. And one of the purposes of this podcast is to, to help to empower people and specifically to help them be able to, I think, positively respond to adversity, which is we all go through different trials and tribulations in our lives. So if you could go back to that time, how, what were you thinking at that time when that originally happened and how did you get through it? Was there like a period where you were kind of um, doing the pity party for lack of a better term and it took you a little bit to be able to pick yourself up or what was kind of your mentality when that happened and how did you get past it? Well, oddly enough, I feel like that was a defining moment in, in my life because before that I did kind of settle for the status quo. I did kind of just do enough to get by. And, and when that happened, I almost, I don't know, it just made me uh, motivated to, to, to be better. I took it as an opportunity to, okay, well, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to let it get me down. I was just in a really motivated space. I didn't really pay, play that pity party, even yeah. though I, I think the only fear was, uh, uh, you know, where will I end up? You know, after sure. the schooling, if I, if I do this, if I apply myself, um, where will I end up? Will I find a position that, that I'm going to be comfortable with that will put me in this in a better place. Um, that was kind of like the only concern that I had, but in the meantime, I was going to make sure that I, I put forth my best effort, um, and put me in a good position to, to, to be able to do that. So. Okay. So maybe it was kind of a wake up call as kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think I saw, or I actually see, what is that? A cat in the background, just for anybody that's watching this on YouTube. (laughs) I yeah, didn't realize yeah. that this is actually a three-way podcast, but um. right, yeah. And I asked him to stay uh, stay out of the room for a while, but he's not. <laughs> uh, they kind of go where they want to go. I know what Definitely. it's like. Yeah, <laughs> not on my lap. So, so to continue to expand upon your story, so after that time, what did you go back to school for, and how did that kind of evolve into where you are now? Because you're obviously thriving and doing great things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, it took a while for me to even find out what I was going to be interested in. You know, I mean, um, when I was in high school, I didn't really, I did just enough to get through, just enough to graduate on time. I, I started, I did a little bit of schooling, um, but I did not succeed. I, I, did, I found out 
very sh a short time period into it that I, I didn't want to do that. So uh, I didn't do school straight out of high school. And, and so, um, you know, uh, when I went back, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. So I did interest inventories, kind of started taking some generals and then came across um, CAD uh, mm -hmm. programming and, and, and designing. So I really enjoyed that started into that program and then um, we had uh, uh, like a seminar um, where uh, somebody from another university came in and, and offered us a program where um, we could expand on our associate's degree and, and get into um, an operations management degree at a different school and fortunately for me all of those credits were going to transfer and, uh, and I just, because I put myself in such a good position when they first told us about closing and started my classes, I was, a, I was a, kind of ahead of the game um, because when, a Ford, when Ford officially closed, we were given uh, an opportunity to go through a, a TRA, which is like a trade uh, uh, where, you, where you end up going to school. They, they paid for schooling and, and helped us kind of try to make that adjustment. Um, so I was ahead of the game. They were basically going to award us two years for that. And so um, I was able to still parlay that into the, the bachelor's degree for operations management. So um, a little bit of luck uh, and a little bit because I started out performing and, and took the, the opportunity and, and jumped on it early on. So to dig into kind of the psychology of this a little bit, because I, I mean, I sometimes will just call it gaining emotional leverage on something, but I think if we talk about outperforming the norm, we can very easily say that the norm is the status quo and just performing to that for any of us um, in our personal, professional, athletic lives. So what is the why behind why you are outperforming now. And I'm always interested in just the shift of how, how does someone go from kind of being the norm or status quo for a while to now all of a sudden you wake up every day driven and, and kind of getting after it. What, what do you have a specific why or what, what is underneath that? Well, um, I mean, the why for me is just the family, my family, my kids. Um, and I think that uh, the conversion at the time um, that I was losing my job at Ford. I was kind of developing into the family life and, you know, then, and, and so they're kind of like my driving factor. And, and as I mentioned before, that, that wake up call of losing the job at Ford has just kind of converted my, my mind frame. And I feel very blessed that I, you know, I feel kind of lucky that I did end up getting that wake up call because, um, because I look back um, at, at, at a younger me and I go, you know, I, I just don't, I didn't have that motivation. I didn't have that drive. You know, I mean, if uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to work full time. Even at Ford, I was trying to take days off left and right. I just was just getting by. And now I'm in an opportunity too, um, where you know, when I apply myself more, then I I, I reap the benefits and I see a progression. Whereas on the assembly line, you just basically you just go there and and you do the same thing day after day after day. So it wasn't really a scenario where could outperform, I guess. Sure. So along those lines, if you had to go back and give the 20-year-old Justin some piece of advice, what would you tell him? Well, it'd be a pretty long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I think, I think one of the things I'd tell him is, uh, is that don't be surprised if you, if you, can, if you succeed in anything. Because I, I, when good things would happen to me, and I still kind of struggle with that to this day, 
Um, when I would succeed, I kind of just, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm kind of like, well, this is kind of too good to be true. And, you know, I'm just, it's just all luck. Um, but, but, you know, I've kind of learned throughout the last 15, 20 years that, you know, when you do work hard and you do succeed in something, it's, it's not, not luck. It's, you earned it and, and, uh, to be proud of it instead of just looking around the corner, waiting for it to fall apart. And you're based out of Minnesota, right? Yep. Okay. I'm a native Minnesotan born and raised. So I, I sometimes just joke about it that, you know, the kind of the Minnesota nice or the Minnesota polite. I feel like a lot of times we almost suppress our own confidence and our own willingness to actually celebrate our successes because we're so fearful of coming across as arrogant or, you know, how is this going to look that we actually don't take credit when credit is due. Like it wasn't luck. I showed up and I worked hard and I got this done because it's, it was, it was because of me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of that going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have. So if you were to just take one word and what, what, I guess, what is the one word that describes you? If one word defines you, what is that? I think resilient. I think, uh, yeah, that's a good word. Cause, um, I mean, I, like the story I, I, you know, I was kind of, um, had, had something good going and, and, and lost that. And, and without knowing what the future was going to hold, I bounced back and, and, um, and I don't, I didn't let it get me down. And, uh, and I feel like I'm still resilient to this day. And, I'm always curious about people's routines as well. So obviously to be a a general manager and now going into sales, you need to be able to, you can't be a flash in the pan showing up every now and then consistently day in and day out, you have to be performing at a high level. So do you have any daily routines or rituals that you kind of swear by that help drive your outperforming on a daily basis? Um, I mean, I definitely have routines. I, I didn't, maybe, maybe I didn't really realize that that's partaking in, in me outperforming, but it very well may be cause I do the same things every day, but it's about a 40 minute commute for me to get to work. And, um, and during that time I just kind of kick back and, and I listen to podcasts or comedy shows and it's always comedy based, you know, okay. so it really puts me in a good place. And I'm, I'm, by the time I get to work, I'm, 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 either laughing or just in a, like a happy spot. So that's kind of one thing. Um, and then, and then in the evening I, I hit the gym pretty much every day, at least five, six days a week. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Do you have any specific podcasts or, uh, audio books that you would like to share with the audience? Well, I, I do listen to the Joe Rogan podcast pretty religiously. That's a big one. And I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people know what that is, but I mean, he runs the gamut. It's funny that throughout, but then he, he talks about theories, he talks about finance, he talk, I mean, he, he hits a lot of subjects, um, and he always has really interesting guests. And is the specific reason you do that just to make sure that when you show up and when you walk through the, the PN doors, that you're in the right frame of mind to be able to do that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think by the time I get there, I'm, uh, I'm, in, I'm just in a really upbeat spot, and I think that's part of it for me is I want to be, um, happy and, and, you know, that helps my motivation is just be happy and be excited. Sure. Do you have any favorite quotes or any favorite sayings that you try to live by? I, I, I haven't really throughout my life or anything, but reading your books got a, a couple come to mind. The attitude of gratitude. That was, uh, 
that was kind of a big one for me. It really resonates um, with me because, because, you know, you just, everybody says, you know, during life, uh, it just goes by so fast and nobody really takes the time to just appreciate the here and now, here and now. And, and, and that one really does when I, whenever I think about it, it, it does help me um, to kind of keep things in perspective and, and just look around and say, I appreciate, you know, uh, everything I have now. Yeah, it's it's so much easier said than done. Uh, I sometimes yeah. say what what's common sense is not always common practice. Like just be grateful for the things that you have and have gratitude for that. But yeah, it seems so simple. And but then whenever I do think about it, you know, I'll be like, wow, you know what? I haven't really been keeping that in perspective for like the last two weeks. You know, just things are flying by, or you're looking forward to the next thing that uh, you know, the next big thing or a big event. And instead of just enjoying a, a Tuesday that you come home and, and you get to spend time with the family, you know, so sure those, those sort of things, I just really, I, I like to, uh, to reflect and, and, and make sure I just soak the moment in. And I, I totally get it. I haven't actually heard that many people say that they listen to comedy on the way to the office, but I think whether it's, it's just a comedy podcast or an audio book or whatever it happens to be to just do something in what I would call the vital 4% or, you know, kind of the first hour of your day or so where, you know, you're going to be showing up happy with, you know, gratitude and you're just going to be in the right frame of mind when you walk in the doors, I think is an incredibly powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you start the day invigorated and then you can be productive right out the gate. Yeah, for sure. So as we kind of wrap this up, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you that I didn't? Uh, I really, uh, maybe what's, what I find difficult in, in, uh, my, uh, approach to outperforming. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. What, what do you find difficult about it? I touched on it, uh, early on, um, in the conversation and, and, um, and how now I'm, I'm transitioning into a sales role at my position along with my other daily activities. And it's not something that I have a lot of experience with. Mm -hmm. Um, I am, I'm taking the approach to, to be, um, to, to have the motivation to succeed, but I don't have the the history to know okay what is the right way to do this what what is the daily routine that I should have I don't know if what I'm doing is going to help me succeed if I mean it's going to from everybody that I've talked to in the sales role is just kind of like it's going to take time grow thick skin you know you're going to hear a lot of no's and that sort of thing in which I'm hearing no's I'm getting a difficult time trying to get into the door of some places um, but still I don't I don't know yet if the processes that I'm applying are the right ones so while I'm still trying to outperform, I'm still trying to do the things necessary to succeed. Um, I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. So it's, uh, it's a challenge for me from time to time. It's, it's hard to know doing the right things or doing the things right. It's always kind of a balance of that in a lot of different areas in our life. So I think for anybody out there trying to learn a new skill, I mean, are, are there certain things that you find yourself doing now where you're just trying to incrementally improve on something that you haven't really done before? I mean, are, are there like specific examples of what that would look like? Um, what I'm trying to do now is force myself to, to do, to put in the sales um, uh, time because I do have a lot of other daily activities and that's probably only 25% of, of what I, what I do. And a lot of times I'm at the office, I'm putting out fires. I'm trying to, 
um, coordinate things with people coming into the office and, and you know, those sort of things I do purchasing and estimating and all this other stuff. Um, so for sales, it's more like uh, when I have the extra time and I go and do follow-ups or I do sales calls and that's just kind of like, it's not, it's not really the thing that I have to respond to at the moment. So I have to kind of etch out some time to, to do those things. So I'm really trying to, to put myself in a position where I can, I can do that. And when we talk about sales activity, are you referring to proactive outbound activity to generate new sales? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I sometimes joke that we're all in sales, whether even whether your title says, you know, I'm sure. a, I'm a sales manager or whatnot, we're all selling something directly or indirectly. And a huge part of it is being able to get through and withstand being told no a lot more than you're going to be told yes. Do you have any specific things that you say to yourself when you are told no or when you have something that you think is going to pan out and then all of a sudden the rug kind of gets pulled out from underneath you and you end up not landing a deal or not landing a sale? Uh, I don't really have anything in particular other than just not letting it get to me. Unfortunately, I've had a lot of mentors, a lot of people that I've spoken to in the, in the sales role since I've been at PN that have given me kind of what good expectations. And so if I hadn't had that, then I think that it would be a lot more difficult thinking what, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't it working out? I would, you know, but, but to hear that everybody's had these problems, even the most professional salesmen out there, um, you know, kind of gave me a good a perspective going into it. So I'm right now I'm just kind of like it rolls off my back. Um, you know, I, it, it's not that big a deal. And, and I'm, I'm kind of getting into the point now where I've, I've been doing it long enough that I see stuff that I've been working towards for months and, and then it eventually pans out. So uh, I just have to know that I need the patience and, and um, it's not really getting to me as of yeah. yet. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a game of patience. That's for sure. So if anyone in the audience would like to learn a bit, a little bit more about you or potentially get in touch with you, is there anywhere where they can find you? Uh, well, just PN products. Yeah, that's, uh, the website is simple enough. It's just pnproducts.com. And, um, and my email there is justin at pnproducts.com. So really simple. Okay. <laughs> Justin at pnproducts.com. All right, Justin, any parting shots or words of wisdom that you would like to leave with the audience? Um, no, I just wanted to thank you. Uh, I've got, I've, I've seen a couple seminars with you and, and, um, been reading your book and, uh, it really does help give me some motivation and, and it, it gives me perspective, um, on, on a lot of different aspects. So it's helping me in, in, in my goal to continue to outperform. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on here and uh, thanks a lot for sharing your wisdom with the audience and all of what you've been through. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, no problem. All right. And to everyone out there, all the best of health, happiness, and high performance and keep outperforming. Have a great day. All right. Hello, Outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, 
maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.